Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? Do you scream as loud as you can? They're already scared. Maybe they stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run Or maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I'm thinking either. Yeah, guys. probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're going to take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch! Why are you from hell? Come on strange drunken journeys with us, your host Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, and Billy Kirby, as we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast, that's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast, though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or the booze and light those doobies because, because it's about to get strange. Yeah, I, I had a whole thing going, and they were on Facebook. By a fucking comma, gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You do. Who makes a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You I guess this is the part where I need to pay attention and not be dicking on my cell phone. Uh, I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Twisted Kid Matt, and Kevin is still muted. Every time. I am still muted. Uh, Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm Casey you, Masterpiece. One of you guys. Without fail. <laughs> Without fail. But I love you both. Well, you fucking sure. text us right before the song ended. So, <laughs> yeah, I, of course I guess we're I shouldn't be fucking around on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking at our phones like, oh, well, whoa, we're the show starting. Got it. Okay. Picture. Right. So, Matt sent a picture of, uh, of something. And I was just yep. telling you that I really liked it. And I thought it worked well because yeah, uh, I appreciate I, that. Thank nice. you. So we may be doing. Uh, well, we'll just spoil it right now. We'll just spoil it right now. Well, thank. Uh, first of all, thanks everybody for listening to the mixtape. Uh, we're glad yeah. to have you here. Welcome back. Welcome yes, back. Thank you. Welcome back. So Matt sent over a uh, logo that we've been working on because we've been discussing there may be a YouTube channel coming, and uh, we may be doing. The Twisted Kids over there, which you'll still get them here audio. Don't worry. We'll always give you that. But if you want to, like, watch us watch the movies. Look at our faces. Watch along. You know, that may be happening. So we've been working on the logo for that. And Matt just sent over some stuff he was working on. And I was just letting him know that I liked it. It's very much appreciated. We like the compliment. Unfortunately, the music's playing in the background. (laughs) I'm like... Oh shit! I guess I should be listening for the show to start, <laughs> and it did, and we're here, and we're happy to be here. Hey, uh, so let's pull the curtain back a little bit. So what he does is he tells us, "Okay, Matt, Kevin, mute your mics. We're gonna play the the theme song, yes. and then when it's over, unmute it, and then we come back in." So he plays it. We've got our mics muted, the whole deal, and then suddenly our phones start going off. This time doesn't happen every time, but this time uh-huh. starts going off. So uh-huh. Kevin and I. 
instinctively look at our phones. Here's where I get the blame, <laughs> and here's how I cover. As I'm hitting send, I still manage to reach over and unmute my mic. <laughs> yeah, you got your mic going. So. Meanwhile, I'm just checking my phone, and I see this urgent message. Urgent. I'm about to have a heart attack, and you know, I'm just wondering, a little scared, a little worried about my friend's safety. So I check and carefully read the text messages. Like, oh, it's from Jay. And then I look up, and <laughs> so you know, it's all the side. so full of shit. Shut up. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you guys here, and we're happy to re- pull yes. back the curtain a little yeah. bit for you and reveal what's going on in our lives. Um, hey, we have a website. It is uh, the mixtape Uh We, hey man, shit man, we have Twitter. I know Twitter's everybody yeah. says the thing of the past, but our Twitter's doing really we'll well. Like this. And it's uh, mix underscore tape underscore pod. You should be over there checking that shit out. Actually, you should. You should either be on Twitter or uh, over at Tapeworms fans of the mixtape podcast on Facebook because what we've been doing is interacting with the. Uh, the listeners to the show a little bit and we've been getting your input on stuff so when we ask questions uh we get your input through there you can email us but nobody does we are your mixtape podcast at gmail.com you can interact with us that way but no one ever does because you don't love us uh yeah. and you can call us matt what's that number that number would be 513-437-2377 or 513-HERAD-77 there you go for all your numbers that you got on the wall you got it you got it. You got the number off the wall. Oh my god! Did you write that? Mm-hmm. Or did it's, <laughs> that nope. was so bad? Nope. If I wrote it, it wouldn't have been as bad as. I was, it was. over here going, "Where in the hell is he going? Is this is this a yeah?" It was eight six seven five three zero nine reference. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, that, Not at first. That failed badly. It was pretty bad. Yeah, but we're so, leaving that in. So yeah. no, that's fine. <laughs> if I'd have said like it, I said I tried to change it up each time. If I would have seen what I would have said, it would have been edited out. But since you said yeah, it, I'm leaving it Because you have the control of that. That's right. I can edit when I am. You know, I say that I can edit my bad jokes out, and there's people at home right now going, "Then why?" don't you <laughs> yeah he just doubles down on him later on that's right makes callbacks to him that's later right. in the episode. Like, you're not wrong that's what i do <laughs> uh we got some really cool shit coming we i say yeah, that all the time but like today's episode uh, alone you know we've got our interview with Catherine mary stewart uh she was wonderful um you might know her from night of the comet last starfighter weekend at bernie's She's great. She was wonderful on the show. Um, so, you know, listen to that interview here in a minute. I think you'll enjoy that a lot. And she gives us a little uh, little insider information about the last Starfighter sequel. So, just saying. Just saying. It's Ooh. worth listening for that alone. Sneaky. Uh, but we also... Oh, and this interview, guys, is, is with Stewie D. Uh, so, <laughs> this is not something that happens often. <laughs> And uh, it's so funny. So the way, let me kind of explain the way we do interviews here. Uh, we we have interview questions, and we will ask them, but not necessarily. We we kind of use them as reference in case we need to. We let we we'll ask a couple, and we let the 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 uh, the celebrity do the speaking, and we let them go where they want to go. Matt and I do obviously do a lot of the interviews. It's just kind of in our schedule, and we're a little more comfortable and. Stewie wants to do some, but he's he's not as comfortable. So I write out some questions and I explain we can come back to these if we need these questions. And so we're, I'm interviewing her here, and um, I I kind of wanting him to get a little involved, so I point to a question and he shakes his head no. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, so I moved to the next one. He shakes his head. No, they were just too long. He was afraid he'd screw them up. So he, he asks two very short questions and uh, screws them up. So <laughs> I edited one so it doesn't sound as bad because <laughs> God love him. He's, he gets so nervous. And I'm like, dude, these people are all really cool. And uh, they really are. And I keep talking about that. I keep bringing that up. And uh, an interview we've got coming up here very soon uh, with Art Al... Oh, see? <laughs> Art Alex Akis. Alex Akis um, from Everclear. And uh, I tell him that in the show. Like, we just... I keep waiting for us to get the asshole. But we just don't. We just... Everybody we get is just cool. Some are friendlier and goofier than others, but everyone has been totally cool with us and we've ended up spending part of the time just sort of shooting the shit with him like not interview stuff just actually kind of chatting with him and uh, it's been great and he's like well that's the way to do it it sounds like you guys are just reaching out to people you think are cool and talking to them and I'm like yeah that's kind of what we do so there's no real rhyme or reason we just say hey this person seems really cool or one of us is yeah. kind of like that person's awesome or in fact that's why we've like, had oh man they're in this movie i love that movie we should talk about that movie kind and of what it them, is have them on if we can or oh my god so, that's yeah. the micro machine guy i love him. yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> or Rhonda Shear. we just loved her growing up so you know we had and what's been also been really funny is there has been someone that uh, like I've geeked out about or Matt's geeked out about or Spanky's geeked out about, you know, and uh, I kind of thought I'd be that way with art. I was a little nervous at first, which is weird because I don't usually get nervous, um, but he was great. Luckily, I just seen him like three nights uh, in concert before, before yeah. we, we uh, interviewed him, which was awesome. Uh, Stewie and I also just went to the uh, Joan Jet Def Leppard, Poison Motley Crew Stadium Tour. Um, I imagine this will be the last tour for Motley Crew as a band. Uh, I think, you know, it's so weird to, to, to realize how old. <laughs> like, you're standing there, and for a minute you feel like you're a teenager again, and then, like, your back starts hurting, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I can't so my heart takes on a whole new meaning. Right. <laughs> and, and like, I'm, like, when I was, like, 19. You suddenly and, just want to go home sweet home. I did. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, play the crescendo so I can leave, motherfuckers. And it's funny, too, and you you bitch about everything. When I was, like, 19, like, I didn't think about it. I just went to a concert, and I just stood there, and I would... Did, no, I called Kevin. I'll tell you, I called him as I'm walking towards the venue, just bitching about where I had to park, and then I. <laughs> oh God, you're turning in. You guys are both actually turning into the. Uh, Hold up. What is the insurance commercial? Hold up. Pretty much. In my in my in my defense. In my defense, I had to pay fucking twenty dollars to park, and it was nowhere Ugh. near the venue. And that's Man, what. That's well, I mean, right. sort of near, but that's how you're. It's like, guys, come on, twenty bucks. Like it's just, it just it just gets on my nerves, and hey. I, I was just glad I got a parking spot. And then like I'm standing there, and like when I was 19, I could have stood there all night and not cared. And now I'm me and Stu are making plans. Like all right, well, now we know uh, they're going to do about this many songs, so let's go ahead and cut out <laughs> so we can avoid traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now oh, okay, so. Having said that, I got to tell you something that again, actually just happened no, yesterday. Real quick, again in my defense, uh, I go to a lot of concerts, and yeah. when they're at Riverbend, which is our local concert spot, I don't do that. We leave at the end. You got to understand, this was at the this was at uh, the stadium downtown, 
And if you know where the stadium is, it is in a part of town that can get very, very, very congested. And oh, we yeah, knew by the banks. this was Ohio. yeah, right. It's not just the concert. I mean, that people go down there. It's a it's a it's a Friday night. I mean, the place was packed just in oh. general because there's all kinds of bars and it's a bar district. And like in my this was the biggest concert I've ever been to. It was huge, and there were so many people. And my brain's like, if we don't get out of here early, we will be sitting in traffic forever. So in a little bit of defense, you know, I didn't really care about it getting late. I just was like, I don't want to be here for like four hours after this thing's over. So, and I went straight from work. I was, I was tired. I was hungry and I wasn't going to pay a a bottle of water is $5 at one of these things, you know, and it's the same water that we get at the, the grocery store. Not like, you know. So I'm just saying. It's so okay, so you're paying for bottled water, but it's not Cincinnati bottled water, so it's not even good quality. It was. It is Cincinnati bottled water. It's it actually oh, okay. Well, then it's all right. Then. You could buy a bottle of Smart Water for eight dollars if you wanted to do that. So well, the river is right there. It's right there. On, just guys. stick your hands in it. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just take a straw. So there you, you go. Know, yeah, I mean, I was old, that. but you know, it, there were, there were reasons behind my. Well, I yeah, will usually stay sense. till the end of a concert. That's that's actually fairly yeah. common for me. But you know, it was fine. We had a really good time. The music was great. Yeah. Everybody sounded great, which I was a little worried about. But everybody sounded great, uh, and and we enjoyed it. But I it was it was very crowded, and it was a lot to take in. And I was shocked by the number of young people there. Actually, it was very shocked. There were a lot of young people sporting the t-shirts, listening to the music, and singing along with it. So that was impressive. I was I was impressed. Cool. So good for them. That's hey, good. uh Matt met someone and uh we we no no real reason except that we want to go ahead and give him a shout out. Matt, do you want to you want to give this uh gentleman a shout out here on the show real quick and let people know about this upcoming event in August? Yeah, so uh I was at a place called the Brass Armadillo, which is a local I don't even really know how to describe it. It's like an antique mall. Uh met a guy named Nate Walker. Uh got his card. He's going to be putting on an event. That's coming up here in a little while. Uh, called the Kansas City Retro Gaming Swap and Collectible Show. I'm going to be going there and you know checking it out and seeing uh, what kind of cool stuff I can get. Apparently, they've got barbecue video games and uh, Man, barbecue video games. <laughs> barbecue, yeah, barbecue. It's, it's like Burger Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like burger time, but it's all ribs. It, oh, comma, yeah. Kevin, comma. Yeah, comma. Oh, barbecue, uh, yeah, comma, video games. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to barbecue up some video games. It's Kansas yeah. City. What else are we supposed to do? That's a good question, actually. We just knocked him right <laughs> off. His, he's, he totally lost yeah. track. Yeah, I, I had a whole thing going. and They are on, we, they are on Facebook. Fucking comma. They're on Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can go over and check them out uh, on Facebook. Uh, link will be in the show notes. You, then you need to send me the link. <laughs> it will be if you send it to me. I will put it I'll there. Send it to uh, you. No problem. Put it yeah. there. Um, he's right. I'll put it in the show notes. But go out and check it out. Matt will probably uh, be there, so yeah. you can look for. It. You'll find Come out, him. Say hi because he'll. I almost guarantee be wearing a mixtape hat. I'll be wearing a hat. It'll either be pink or blue. So he'll be signing say, merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you buy a mixtape shirt and bring it up to me, I'll sign it. I mean, he'll sign anything. <laughs> he'll sign any he'll shirt. Do don't he's got. <laughs> you can. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to go that far to say I'll sign anything. He though. will. He'll he, sign he will. it. Some, some stuff. If I somebody mean, if walked up to like, you, Matt, was like, uh, "Can I get an autograph?" You'd be like, "Holy shit, yeah!" <laughs> like, oh yeah. 
I mean, if you got like a Legend of Zelda cartridge that you're about to put on the barbecue, I will decrease <laughs> the value of whatever you hand me to sign. How about that? Yes, you put. Uh, or I guarantee to decrease it. Yeah. About to put. Come on, Matt. I mean, you're a star on the mixtape podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's only it's only going to double in value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you have no, a Atari He's ET cartridge, I'll you, sign it. If you if we sign it, you've just killed the value of so don't do with anything yeah. you buy. The people are like, yeah. Man, who the hell signed this thing? Why did you do that? You know who wouldn't uh, like, hurt the value? Catherine Mary Stewart. Correct. That's true. <laughs> that would like increase the value of your Night of the Comet VHS. So we talk a little bit about, well, we talk a lot about Night of the Comet. We talk uh, a little bit about Last Starfighter and a little bit about Weekend at Bernie's. I'll tell you what, man. It is so fun to listen to her talk about Night of the Comet. Matt just watched this, which is, it's always weird when a movie that I would have assumed Matt would have seen a long time ago, he recently sees. And I think he was a little taken aback by it, and he wants to give it a second chance, which I think we're going to do here for a Twisted Kid. Um, yes. Because he was, it, it, there are zombie esque creatures, but it's definitely not a zombie movie. Yeah, the it's, internet lied to me. It's post apocalyptic. She talks about the idea behind where this movie came from and why they made it, and that'll help a lot. Um, okay. Yeah, and, we, and where the idea, like how it got started, uh, where Nick Castle is just kind of like, I guess he interviewed teenage girls and was like, the idea popped into his head, like, what if. What if the apocalypse happened and the only people left were like a couple of teenage girls? And then he went and interviewed them. Was like, "What would you think if like everybody else?" And all he's, she's saying like all these girls were like, "That'd be cool. <laughs> We'd go to the mall." Which so, happens in the movie. So let me let me just pause. Nineteen eighty. It was, you for a it was you say 19- Nick Castle. Do you mean Nick Castle as in the shape from Halloween? That Nick Castle? No, no, no. Nick Castle is. I'm sorry. He's last Starfighter. I see. I get them mixed up in my head. Uh, yeah, Tom Eber- Eberhart is the director of Night of the Comet, and he talks a little. She talks a little bit about how he came up with the idea. Uh, we do talk about Nick Castle in this episode as well. And we we get into him a little bit and uh, some of the stuff going on with the Last Starfighter and the possible Last Starfighter. So you know, check it out. It's a great. It's a great interview. She's a, she was wonderful. She was so kind and um, just really good to talk. I always imagined she would be, and she was. So. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, Pilates. <laughs> we do. <laughs> really? Okay. You just have to listen to find like, out. So. Huh? <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and kick off the interview, and then we'll come back and close out the show and uh, tell you guys a little bit of uh, some more upcoming stuff and some things we have planned. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that right after this. happening oh yeah i guess you are a little confused i'll go to pep squad practice and split after so if i don't know if pep squad practice is on or not you can't get anybody on the phones there's nobody i mean there's nobody all right nobody look look at this here's doris this is all that's left of her this is dust 
morning. Where are the goddamn kids? Do you have your, uh, do you have your MasterCard on you? No. Good, because you don't need it. The stars are up and... <laughs> Okay, girls, hold her right there. You, the blonde, get into the light. You had a lot of dates this one? Where'd you get this at dimes? I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. Might be all right for date night in the barrio, but if we want any more of those guys outside, we can need a little more stopping power. Hey, is this uh, Catherine? It is. Hey, it's uh, Jay here. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? Not too bad. Just turn up the volume a little bit on you. Uh, I'm here with my uh, co-host, Stuart. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Stuart. Nice name. (laughs) Thank you. See... (laughs) <laughs> She's saying that because you share the last, well, uh, first name with the uh, last. Yeah, yeah. I see, <laughs> I see where she went there. Oh, it's sort of a back, backhand compliment in a way, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we, we we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day for us. Oh, you're welcome. So where where are you located Anyhow. now? Um, I live in New York. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, like I said, it's, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes, and we, we figured we'd just talk to you a little bit about uh, about your career and some of the stuff you're up to now. Um, so you you actually started off like you were a dancer, right? And, and a, you studied dance and, and performance and things along those lines, correct? Yeah. I um, Well, my sort of performing career began, or stage career, I guess, began as a dancer, that's right, um, in Canada. I'm Canadian originally. Uh, so I was in a company, a dance company in Canada for a couple of years. And then when I graduated from high school, I moved to London, England to just kind of continue my training and experience as a dancer. And uh, it was there that I got into my first movie. So uh, around how old were you when you went to, uh, to the UK? I was 18. Oh, I bet that was a fun experience. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I, it was obvious at that time that I was going to be going to college or anything like that. So I ended up going to a um, performing arts school in London, but um, you know, not not sort of the classic college university sure. route. Yeah, I always had kind of performing in my blood. I think I I just like to. I just love the first time I was on stage as a dancer. I was just like, okay, this is what I want to do. I mean, I just, it was one of those things where I was like, in my body and soul, I knew that this was what I had to do. And so the transition into acting, 
I wish I had done more stage acting because uh, I just love being on stage. But I mean, it was a pretty it was a pretty easy transition for me in a way because I did have a background. I did have a little bit of acting training, sure. you know, this performing arts school that I went to, and I'd always been in a drama, you know, class in in school. Um, so it it was a it was a a kind of an easy transition, but it was also a whirlwind at the same time. So when you got started, like you, you said you started in dance and you did a little bit of stage act. Like, did you know that you wanted to move into like traditional acting or did that just sort of happen? It just kind of happened. <laughs> um, I, I didn't expect, I was, I actually auditioned as a dancer for this movie and uh, it was like this rock musical movie. And um, the director pulled me out of the, the crowd of dancers that were auditioning and asked, asked me if I could act. And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I ended up auditioning for the lead role and getting it. So that was my whirlwind transition into acting. So was it just sort of, a, I mean, did they know you had uh, experience acting or was it just like, you know what, uh, her, she'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll do. <laughs> she'll do. <laughs> well, and they got yeah, lucky. The character... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there was a whole lot of luck involved there because I didn't even expect to go to the audition. I didn't even know about the audition. I just happened to run into a couple of friends that were going to it. So I followed along. I mean, it was just one of those crazy, you know, kind of Hollywood stories that you hear about. So it was all about luck and timing and being at the right place in the right time and all that other stuff. But the character that I was, that I portrayed in this movie was really just sweet and innocent and and it was sort of who I was so I think I kind of I just they weren't looking for a movie star they were just looking for somebody who really to them they envisioned in this role and I happened to be that person so it just sort of worked out it sure did <laughs> we get to so for for us those of us in sort of that geek culture that nerd culture 1984 was kind of a good year because <laughs> you were in a couple oh my of like, gosh. Oh, yeah. Like kind of iconic films to, to people, you know. Uh, Last Starfighter Night, The Comet. Like I said, fortunately, you managed to be in both of those. Um, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit? I know. I know. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. We, we go back and talk about it a lot. Uh, actually, it's fun to have those Night of the Comet debates. Is it a zombie movie? Is it not a zombie movie? <laughs> is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> that gets brought up a lot, too. Stewie over here is of the mind that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We argue this all the time. And uh, well, that's the that's the brilliant thing about Night of the Comet is it just it combines so many genres. This yeah, is it, true. It's set at Christmas. It's kind of a comedy. It's it's sort of an adventure thing, and it's it's kind of like a zombie movie. You know, there's zombies in it, but. That's what I think is really kind of enduring about it is that it it it, it, it you know embraces all these different yes, yeah. genres and that was totally intentional. Tom Eberhardt, the director, wrote it as well, and he was like, you know, th that was the era of um, Valley Girls and all that kind of stuff. So, and he's always been a huge fan of kind of movies about the apocalypse, right? So he had this idea about what would happen if there were these two teenage girls left on Earth after basically this <laughs> apocalyptic event 
what would they do? So he, he literally interviewed some girls the right age and asked them what they would do. And to his kind of shock and amusement, they were like, fantastic. <laughs> they didn't have to, you know, worry about their parents anymore. They could do whatever it is they wanted. And what do teenage girls want to do? They want to go to the mall, especially yeah. oh, in yeah. the 80s. 1984, you know? yeah. <laughs> I know. So it was such a great concept. And then the fact that, you know, it's, it's sort of female-driven, these young girls that are kind of cuckoo, but they can take care of themselves. I mean, they happen to have a father who's a Green Beret and has taught them to take care of themselves and and they can not not an issue so that was is another like element of it that is unique and really effective you know in terms of the especially well the the female audience for sure i ha- i've had so many people come up to me saying you know oh my gosh i wanted to be you <laughs> or you really made me feel like i could do anything that kind of a thing which of course is always you know gratifying if nothing sure. else is like wow i had an i had some sort of an impact on people in a positive way that's great you gotta figure it's the 80s too we didn't i mean it's a little more predominant these days that you'll have like female action leads but there wasn't a lot of that i think you had like maybe alien and aliens and that was kind of was kind of it so right well alien alien was that whole series of films was iconic right. um, and, and really set the stage for that kind of powerful female imagery. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It, it was, it was, it, it was something a little bit different and we weren't victims and that's, that's so great. You know, even today, yeah, there are a lot of action movies with, you know, female superheroes, but I think another thing about none of the comments, um, is that in many ways, you know, this this is a movie for kids, and the kids can identify with these characters. You know, they are yeah. they can see themselves in it. I mean, I I feel like maybe that is sort of missing in these action hero movies. I mean, we like to watch the action and then blowing things up, and that sometimes they're really <laughs> funny and they're really strong and everything. But uh, you know, on what level do we identify with sure. them? I I don't know. So I, that's another aspect about, but that's also was, you know, prevalent in the eighties too. I mean, last starfighter was the same kind of idea, yep. you know, a, about a kid in a trailer park who just can't win basically, except for this video game that he plays. And, and then he's like thrust into from being turned down at the state college to saving the universe. Right. <laughs> but the thing that's great about it is you can relate to that character. You yeah, know, absolutely. that could be you. And so it's inspiring. And I think that has, that really gives it a life all its own that, that goes on and on and on. You know, it's funny that you say it like that because I remember watching both of these films at a young age. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that was great about Night of the Comet is, it was scary, but not so scary that a, that a younger person couldn't handle it. But then as you got older, you still appreciate it for being a, a fun horror movie. And then watching mm-hmm. um, Last Starfighter, like you said, you could uh, a lot of us, especially young men, we could like, relate. Like, oh, you know, that's, that's really cool to think. Like, you can just be a regular person and, and great things. You can still achieve great things. So it's kind of cool to think of them that way. Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the message. You know, there's a couple of lines in there. 
Um, Robert Preston has some line about if, if that's all you think you're going to do, then that's all you'll do sort of a thing. And yeah, there's a couple of like lines that sort of impressed that image or that, that message, I guess, to the audience. And I mean, obviously this was about a boy right. and his girlfriend, but you could take it either way, like a girl, because it's the same for a girl. I think it's, it's important to see a woman in that position or a girl, I should say, in that position to, you know, encourage girls but but it's a great message well i think your your character in last starfighter still again though it's not like your typical like oh this is just the girlfriend character i mean she she had a lot of sway in that movie and i thought that was pretty cool too so (laughs) i like to think so (laughs) i mean he did come back for me after all that's right right. (laughs) so i must have had some sort of sway (laughs) so uh, i'm kind of curious uh what roles do fans approach you mostly about? Um, well, you know, I have done a fair number of these conventions, and they're usually sci-fi or horror. Sure. So I do get a lot of fans from those from Night of the Comet and, and The Last Starfighter at these particular things. But people love Weekend at Bernie's. Of course. You know, that's kind of a iconic movie in its weird way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so offbeat, you know, it's, it's that it's funny. That's what people like about that. Yeah, I would say uh, the 80s were a busy time for me. So <laughs> there's other movies that you haven't necessarily seen. There's one called Mischief, which was a whole different thing altogether set in the 50s. And it's kind of like, you know, high school angst in the 50s, which, uh, but I, 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 I think it's really good movie i think it stands on its own really well um uh it's kind of the writer noel black it was autobiographical you know really taking from his own experience it was it was a really kind of a cool movie to to shoot um and i did one with uh bruce stern and michael perret called um world gone wild which is another sort of apocalyptic movie. Didn't get that much attention, but it's great. It's really weird, but it's fantastic. I love it. I, I had so much fun shooting that. I mean, Bruce Dern is, I mean, unique, I guess right. is the word, but hilarious. And oh my gosh, I just loved working with him. And then Michael Perret was in it too. We were, he was sort of uh, a kind of um, anti-hero love interest sort of thing, which was sort of fun. And, and my character, was, it, it was almost like the the civilization that we were... So it, it was a post-apocalyptic situation, and the Earth basically was desert, so it was all about water. So that was the gold of the time. Okay. And and a lot, a lot of violence and stuff. And I my character there is parentless, and I've sort of grown up in the midst of this apocalypse, so I really have no understanding of like modern civilization. And my job is to teach the next generation how to be civilized. And I don't even know what I'm doing. So it's it's kind of funny in that sense, you know. I'm um, I'm trying to explain to them about manners and things like all this other really trivial almost stuff and trying to keep it as, portray it in a very innocent kind of weird way in amongst 
the most incredible violence all around me. <laughs> so it, it was sort of neat. I like that that one. And then there was another one called Dudes that I did in that Dudes, um, yeah. era. Dudes. Uh, Penelope Ferris um, directed it. She she was famous for um, the decline of Western civilization. That series of movies. She was really into punk rock. But she directed this thing called Dudes, which was sort of like a punk rock western. So you can imagine what that was like. Very strange as well. But I love that. You know, I love that. I, apparently, I really like that combination of genre things. <laughs> so I hate to put you on the spot, but you, you mentioned a couple names in there. And I know you've got to work with some pretty cool people. You know, Andrew McCarthy, John Silverman, John Cryer. Um Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned a couple more. Is there anybody that just sort of stands out that you absolutely loved working with and you would love to have the opportunity to work with again? Or Oh, my God. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it's not a fair question. <laughs> no, it's not unfair. I mean, well, you know, Lance Guest and I, who played Alex in The Last Starfighter, are still really good friends. It would be so much fun to work with him again. And there's been all this talk about yes, doing a sequel, a sequel for yes. The Last Starfighter. I mean, I, heard, I, know, I read something a month ago about, I think uh, Nick Castle had said something a month ago about the possibility of a sequel, so. Yeah, he's been, we've, there's been talk of it for years, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but the nice thing is Jonathan Betchel, who um, wrote the original script, is writing the sequel or has written the sequel. So it, it, it'll hopefully, you know, stay within the integrity of the original, sure. which is important because nowadays, you know, it could get crazy right. with all the special effects. And <laughs> right. it could become something completely different. And it, within the sequel, they have, you know, Alex and Maggie as, as like the, next, the parenting, you know, the parents of the next generation, I guess. But it, they better hurry because we may have, well, maybe the grandparents of the next, <laughs> next no. generation. <laughs> no. But, so but it, that would be... Super fun. We do the sequel. Do we get to see you in the cockpit? Do you get to fly a little bit? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. We'll like, oh, see. I, cool. I, I just got an outline of the story, but... Uh, they should actually reverse the roles Hopefully. this time. Yeah, reverse the roles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There you go. He be, could be left back down on Earth, and all, you know, there'll be a baby <laughs> unit of me there. There you go. But, you know, hopefully there will be something like that where, I don't know, if we have kids, if we have a daughter or something, she'll be involved as much as a son or whatever. Who knows? But, yeah, that would be nice to have a little more of that. <laughs> it would be pretty cool, too. I mean, a lot of these... I think a lot of these uh, films from the 80s and stuff are kind of having that like nostalgia comeback and a lot of this stuff's looping back oh around. Oh my gosh, no kidding. Yeah, the 80s it is really, hot. It really, really is. <laughs> it's hot right now, especially you look at stuff like Stranger Things and it's like everybody's like yeah. all about the 80s. So Kate Bush song going back to number one. I mean, it's really cool. So, um, Kate Bush song going back to number one? Yeah. Through because, Stranger Things? Because of Stranger Things, yeah. So running up that hill. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been huge because of it. So I, I haven't. I watched a little bit of the first season, but I haven't watched it since. I should catch up. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying, it's like Prime. They need to do this now. Strike while the iron's hot, right? That's what they say. So, right before the you know '80s generation dies out. 
Because we're the ones that appreciate all that That's stuff. <laughs> right. More so than, yeah. I think we appreciate the, the things we had more than, like, kids appreciate the things they have now. I really do. I mean, I sound yeah. like an old man, but I really do believe that. So. Well, they are re- basically rebooting right. everything. They do reboot days. everything. So I, I prefer it's the... It's amazing, isn't it? I prefer the reboots over the remakes because it doesn't, yeah. like, negate the original. You still have it. It's just like... Hey, remember like the this sequel thing? kind so, of yeah. an idea. Yeah, so, I I actually I I could see I don't know I could see a couple of these uh, of these properties making it big now. So I don't know. Uh, well, so, you know, there's been talks about Night of the Comet too. As a matter of fact, I was talking to Tom Everhart, who wrote the thing, and he had the rights to Night of the Comet, and he um, he just sold it to MGM. Really? So there might be. Yeah, so there might be something. MGM might be coming up with something for Night of the Comet. We'll see. That would be really cool, too. I'd be down. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of these movies, like uh, Night of the Comet and Last Starfighter, are perfect examples of, you know, leaving it wide open at the end of the movie. Right. For a potential, you know, future, uh, you know, future, I don't know, attempts or (laughs) revisits, I guess. So you also did uh, you did a George R. R. Martin property way before Game of Thrones know. was anything. You did Night Flyers, and I don't know if everybody knows that that's George R. R. Martin, but it is. Yeah. So you were yep. That was a novelette or whatever they call it. It was a short story. Yeah, we I did that. Um, yeah, that was kind of a mess though. I don't think they did a very good job. <laughs> I know. I know it gets a little bit of. I, it's one. It's another one of those. I grew up in with. Um, well, just I don't know. Like, got blinders on. I just liked what I liked, and I. I wasn't until yeah. I got much older that I realized people could be really critical of stuff. I'm like, really? I think this is great. What are you talking about? So, I. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it's kind of a. It's kind of a pain now uh, as an adult to like go watch something and really love it and then have people just trash all over and I'm like really but I liked that and you just make me feel stupid so yeah now you know that's the thing is it's so subjective and and honestly it's the most important thing that you know you like what you like and it has nothing to do with anybody else it shouldn't have anything to do with anybody else um it's what you like I mean, I, I'm grateful for that because if I fit into um, the slot that, you know, some people have created in terms of what I'm supposed to be like, what I'm supposed to do, what my process and all that other stuff, and, and what's acceptable in terms of entertainment, I'd be trash. I'd be <laughs> dead in the water. And so, and, and it's, it, it's amazing to me that, that, um, these little movies that I did years and years ago have this life, and it's it's bigger than ever, frankly. But I think I feel like there's more. You know, when both of those movies came out, they got a little bit of attention, but not very much. And then they went to VHS, yep. and it's almost like that was their rebirth. You know, that was what sustained them um, because these were movies that parents felt comfortable letting their children watch on, on VHS. They've had an impact on, they had an impact on that generation that has, is lasting this lifetime and they're bringing it to their own children. And 
it's really incredible, you know? Again, being in the right place at the right time, right situation. Sure. I'm I mean, grateful. That's all I can say. I mean, even even Weekend at Bernie's, it did decent in the box office. Like, it did pretty good, but then home media, it, like, went nuts. Like, it took off. Yeah. It was, like, massively huge. I remember... Like there for a while, it was everywhere. Like it was like weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. I have to ask. So I'd read yeah. that you were you'd read the script and you were a little hesitant about doing weekend at Bernie's. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I I wanted to be a part of it because I hadn't really done a comedy like that before, and um, I knew that it was you know Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy were going to be in it, and Ted Kotcheff was directing, so I knew it was going to be a pretty big deal. Right. So for that reason, I wanted to be a part of it. But when I read the script and I read the part, especially about Bernie, you know, falling out of the boat and being <laughs> pulled behind the motorboat yes. and banging against the buoys and stuff like that, I was like. This is awful. It's pretty morbid. (laughs) Nobody's going to find this funny. And, of course, flash forward, it's the funniest thing, you know. (laughs) But what a great experience that was. I mean, what a great cast, first of all. And Terry Kaiser is brilliant. Yes. Uh, You you know, whenever he's on screen, (laughs) your eyes just go to him and you can't take your eyes off. And he's dead. Right. So that... (laughs) is the sign of a really, really good actor. It's that facial expression he makes through the whole, that little half smirk. <laughs> it's like, how do you... How do you I know. <laughs> that, no, that movie's great. And, you know, that's not... That sort of thing is not by accident. That is right. like a choice that he made and worked on. And that is what makes him so brilliant, you know? It's sort of like in Last Starfighter, Grig, he... Uh, had all that prosthetic makeup on, right. and he figured out a way of creating these expressions. His face barely moved, yes. Dan O'Hurley. Um, and But he figured out a way communicating with the audience. Somebody was uh, talking about his laugh. His laugh did, is so great. He sort of shrugs his shoulders <laughs> and squints his eyes, and it's like it reminds you of your grandfather yep. or something like that, just and and but that just that doesn't just happen. That is something that he worked on. I heard I heard that he would spend like hours in front of a mirror just trying to create. That's awesome. Um, different moods and and uh, expressions in the subtlest ways, and it's just brilliant, brilliant. It's good stuff. I you know it's funny because if you take just those three movies um, alone and even look at your performance, I, I mean, your character from Weekend at Bernie's is drastically different than your character from Night of the Comet, for example. And mm-hmm. you, you, pull right. it, you pull it off well. I mean, sometimes I think <sighs> we recognize the face, but it's almost like, oh, wait, yeah, that's, that's right, that's her in both of those because the acting is so different. It's, uh, yeah, well, that's what you, stri- as, well, that's what I strive for as an actor anyway. Some people try to put themselves in a box and feel like they have to put themselves in a box sure. as an actor or they, or people, it'll confuse people. I, I feel like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> if people are confused. I want to confuse people. I've had so much fun later, you know, doing, I've done a lot of Lifetime movies yeah. and uh, Hallmark movies and things like that. And I've really been able to play lots of different characters there as well. 
you know, like the alcoholic mom and things like that. Sure. I mean, we didn't even um, touch the, on a lot of your TV roles. I mean, you've had a you've had a number of those as well. So, I mean, you've yeah. you've definitely played the gambit. So, it's uh I have. I and I've been real I'm like I said, I'm so grateful at having the opportunity to do the the different kinds of things that I've been doing that I've been able to do over the years been uh, very very gratifying for me yeah i'm i am just happy and <laughs> glad that i was able to have the career that i did and still do i mean i'm st- trying to transition into directing more well, that's cool um which is yeah i mean i like being in front of the camera but i i also love being behind the camera and the whole technical aspect to it and and the creativity of being behind the camera and and the the the, the, whatever the project is as a whole, being able to look at that and direct that and create that is very, very exciting to me. So are you, are, are you currently working on any projects? I know it's been kind of a crazy couple of years for everybody out there and with, mm. with, with COVID and everything going on. Um, yeah, it has been crazy. Um, I, I guess the last thing I did was a thing called ask me to dance. Uh, just a little movie um, kind of, West Coast Swing is, is sort of the theme of it, and I play the mother of the bride or some such thing. <laughs> but it's another, it's a, um, it's kind of a, a very sweet love story. So that was that was the last acting that I I did. But I've been working on this project that I was that I was telling you about to direct that I also co-wrote and um, it's been optioned and we've been just developing it. Oh, that's you know? awesome. So we'll see we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um but that's I've been pretty active with that most recently. Which is exciting because it's a whole new it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing for me. I'm learning as I go in terms of producing and um you know just moving it forward. Sure. Uh and and then once it gets to the stage where we're actually shooting it, being able to direct will just be icing on the cake. Now I, I got one more question for you. Uh, are you actually still dancing, or in my brain? <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> dance was my first passion for sure, and I, I, you know, I'm still passionate about it in a way. I just physically can't do it anymore <laughs> in the way I did it. I mean, I, um, I still work out. My my workout is is. Um, very dance oriented. You know, I also incorporate yoga and Pilates, which is Pilates is a dance workout thing in the, uh, to start with anyway. Sure. But um, all that kind of stuff, I, I do lots and lots of stretching and, and I try to do aerobic things to a certain degree. But yeah, you know, you get to a stage where your body goes, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we understand that. Yeah. <laughs> We're both a couple yeah. of... Uh, but well, I still... I can't really say... Go ahead. Uh, we both martial artists, but you still... Stu still practices jujitsu, and I don't know how he does it because it would kill me at this point in life. <laughs> but, as, but he, as I always told everyone, yeah. it's a sport laying down. Yeah, so. he gets to lay down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I try to keep, you know, fit and, as much as I can because it, it, it was sort of, it's in my DNA. Sure. You know, it was, I, from day one, I feel like I've been 
kind of drawn to, well, you know, fitness in the sense of like dance and whatnot. So I'm drawn to that. Well, I'm glad that you're somewhat keeping, at least with the Pilates and stuff, you're still keeping at. I mean, oh yeah, you say oh, you're yeah. too old, but all that I sounded. Got, you got to keep moving. <laughs> all that sounded way too hard for me. So it sounds like you're doing a lot more than I do. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock you for it. Well, um, so before we before we let you go, again, we so thankful that you had a few minutes to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. But before we let you go. Um, can you tell the folks at home where they can kind of keep up with you? Do you do, do you do any social media? Are you on any of that fun stuff? Yeah. You know, I have a, a Facebook page at Catherine Mary Stewart on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, Catherine Mary Stewart, of course. I'm on Twitter. Um, the handle is uh, CMS, my initials, and then the letters A-L-L. I think if you put in hashtag Catherine Mary Stewart, I'll probably come up. <laughs> I, you know, you can always check in on the website imdb.com. That that is sort of keeps everything that I've been doing up to date, and you can see what I've been working on. But I'm also um, I try to be as available as possible on my Facebook page. I love hearing from everybody, um, and you uh, you can ask me about photos if you want to order photos or anything like that. So, yeah, I try to stay in touch with my peeps because <laughs> without them, I wouldn't be here. That's that's wonderful. Are, are, do, you, are, do you have any cons or anything coming up? I do, actually. I have a convention in Chicago. Oh, there you go. And, <laughs> um, the weekend of August 5th, it's Flashback Weekend. Oh, okay, and yeah. I'll be doing it with, yeah, I'll be doing it with Kelly Maroney and... Um, He's, he was the boss in Night of the Comet. He was the evil box boy in the um, department store. His name is Ivan Roth. He's he's a terrific guy. He's really funny, and he's never done a convention before. So it's very exciting that he'll be doing it with Kelly and me for Night of the Comet in Chicago. A flashback weekend. He's yeah. very excited about it as well. So yeah, it's that's... August fifth to August seventh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll put a link up to that. Um, For sure. Our local one here is uh, Horror Hound, which they do a couple of times a year. Okay. And uh, we won't, right. we'll, we'll have to try to get you out to one of those, too. So. Oh, it, that'd be great. Yeah. I think I might have done that years ago. I think ago, you but did I'm not, once. I'm not sure. I, I think I recall seeing yeah. you on the guest list. We try to get out to, uh, they do it twice a year. We try to get to both of them, mm-hmm. but sometimes, and, you know, again, with everything the last couple of years, but. Uh, you know, you know yeah. how it goes. So, well, again, thank you All so right. much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, it, it. We'd love to keep up with you down the road if that's all right with you. And uh, we will absolutely let, let us know um, when you have information about the film, and we, we'll definitely put it up on our uh, our social media. We we love to do that kind of stuff. It gives us a oh, thank you. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. I mean, I will. I'll, you know, I like I said, I I try to keep everybody up to date on stuff on Facebook and all the social media. I try to I try to be present and up to date. You know, making a movie is a very, especially in the beginning, it's a very slow process. Sure. It takes a long time to bring it to fruition, and then, boom, you shoot it, and it's over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, you know, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing bits and pieces here and there, so anything that I'll, I'm doing, I try to let everybody know. Cool. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you so much for, for everything you've done, and like I said, thank you for giving us a few minutes. 
Yeah, we really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you guys for asking me and being patient with my <laughs> schedule and everything like that. Oh, I absolutely. appreciate it. Thank well, you. Take care, you guys. Thanks. thanks a lot. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Right. Bye for now. Bye. Oh my God. You're listening to the mixtape. And now, back to the show. So there you go. It's <laughs> just all yeah, All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it was, oh, hey, we got Matthew McConaughey on the show. Kevin McConaughey. What's going on, y'all? You know, it's funny. Uh, so last <laughs> week we we released the Songs You Didn't Know Were Remakes, episode three. And we recorded that months ago, and it's been on the back yeah. burner. There was some things that came up, and, you know, so I released it. And we realized, Matt and I were talking about that, we talk about a lot of things in that episode or after that episode that people wouldn't have known about <laughs> because yeah. we didn't release that episode. But now they know a little more about Kevin number two with his yeah. blonde goatee <laughs> and his red eyes. Uh, <laughs> <a> bad motherfucker. <laughs> staring at you at the dark. <laughs> uh, but we do have... That was the origin. We've referenced it on the show. We have. Well, we talked about Kevin it number, actually Kevin number two. No, but I mean, like, before. we specifically mentioned the blonde, the blonde goatee, goatee and red, red eyes, eyes. but yeah, Kevin, that episode was the one where he brought it up where himself. Kevin said, I got a blonde goatee and red eyes, and we're like, we're saying he looked like <laughs> Guy Fieri. Like, why do you look like Guy <laughs> Fieri? And you're like, you said Darius Rucker with the blonde goatee. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> see, Kevin, what it is, is with Matt, he just sees uh, a bald black guy and they all look like Darius Rucker to him. No. I get that a lot. <laughs> do you, you do get that from time to time, don't uh, you? I do get that, uh, yeah. Especially in Nashville. I mean, uh, I I mean, I guess a little bit. I yeah. I think, I don't really, I mean, I guess I could see it. Do you go bit. to Nashville often, Kevin? Not often. I've but when he does, they think he's the they think often he's, enough to get mistaken for Darius Rucker. When they yeah, when he does, like, they think he's says, hootie. Oh my god, did Darius Rucker get into an accident? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> he got stung by bees, man. Are you oh just my like god. his face looks slightly different? Are you like, oh, why how's is that he song? crying? Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, Mama Rocker, or whatever the fucking song is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> his his Wagon not wheel. very good version of Wagon Wheel. <laughs> hey, I mean, it did Gangbusters, didn't it? So. It did. But. I, he's an interesting, interesting character, man. Yeah. So he wanted to do country music his whole life. Like, that's what he wanted to sing. But he's like, I'm a black man. Nobody's ever going to let me. So he went. College rock it is. He went and right. got famous. And then he's like, now that I'm famous, I can do what I want. And he's not yeah. wrong. It yeah, kind of works. He makes music that he wants. Yeah, it's kind of like. It's kind of weird. He's like the opposite of uh, Garth Brooks, who wanted to sing rock and roll his whole life, but was like, I don't have the voice for it. So. Well, he got to with Chris Gaines. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's kind of the opposite of Garth Brooks. That's that's Garth Brooks? Yes. We've had this discussion on the show before. I know. (laughs) Oh, shut up, Matt. I just want to keep up the mystique, man. Um, You add a wig, and suddenly it's not the same person. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of that's why I said though it's, it's it's like the opposite, which is pretty bizarre. You know, I mean, I don't particularly like country music. I do like Hootie and the Blowfish, but uh, I'm glad that Darius Rucker is getting to do what he really wants to do now. I think that's kind of awesome. However, he had to go about doing it. So uh, I've heard rumor that Mark Wahlberg always wanted to be an actor, never wanted to be a musician, but heard it was easier to break into that first, so he did it. Yeah. Thank God he did, because we got to feel it. Yeah, because feel now it. we have good vibration. Feel the vibration. Come on, come on. Feel, feel it, feel it. it. <laughs> feel the vibrations. 
Oh, man. Marky Mark. Drug free. So put the crack up. Marky yeah. Mark. You know what's weird? A lot of guys who, like, go into acting never quite break, like, no one calls him Marky Mark anymore. Like, Dwayne Johnson is forever going to be called The Rock. It doesn't matter right. what he's in. People call him The Rock. He's Now he's not in movies as The Rock. It's always Dwayne Johnson. But they're always going to call him The Rock, right? I think Eminem once tried to call him Marky Mark, and I guess Marky Mark wasn't having it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Mark Wahlberg could yeah. kick Eminem's ass. <laughs> I'll just say. Mark Wahlberg could probably, you know, take a brick to his head like he did <laughs> at one time. In Bandcamp. What are we talking about? Where are we going? I'll send you a link later. <laughs> Please do. Um, <laughs> we got some regular shows coming up. We're going to be doing some more mixtapes. Um, yes. Uh, you guys seem to really like those. We enjoy doing them. It's kind of fun, and we all get to like see. It's kind of it's kind of fun for us to see what each other is going to come up with. One of the things that you, you guys don't know about this is, well, maybe you do. We The guys don't know what each other is going to bring. So it's a surprise. It's not for me because it is when I get them, but I have to put the music together. But other than that, it is still fun to see what everybody comes up with and and how eclectic each person gets. And it's weird because sometimes it's the what you don't expect. Like you don't expect Spanky to bring this, or you don't expect Matt to come show up with that, and they do. Actually, at this point, I know what Matt's going to show up with, and it's not. If you know Matt in person, it's never what you think. It's like, you, who would think that Matt would be the Wilson Phillips Lisa Loeb fan? But he is. And <laughs> if you knew yeah. him, he collects animal bones for shit's sake. You don't. You know, yeah. I just you don't see. He's him got in, some more over the weekend too. You don't see him in in his house over there going. You say uh, stay. You know, I don't see that, but it it happens. I mean, I've seen. But it, it happens. Matt, Matt yeah. quick question: What kind of animal did you collect? I mean, was it it's not man human, is it? the most no, dangerous? I actually. Okay, so. Full disclosure, I have had in my possession at one point in time a human femur. You fucking monster. Oh, no, I, I actually kill to get bought that? it. I yeah, bought I it from a consignment store to sell to a friend of mine for their store that they had at the time. I was basically, I got like a finder's fee and all that. So uh, I saw it in this the store. This sounded more and more like murder. Yeah. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't oh, put no, it in no. the store to begin no, with. No, no, you don't get I away. Found it in, had a yard sale. You don't get I away with murder yeah. by going. Well, I'm not the one who killed them. I just sold their bones. Right. <laughs> well, that was actually a question that was brought up at the register. I'm like, where did these come from? Are they legal to buy? And it turns out, it was 100 percent legal to buy and sell. And all we that. don't ask mother I where the bones that, came so. from, do we, mother? No. <laughs> so. This weekend, it was a former death row inmate. Change the topic. Um, I'm not specifically sure on the species, but it was a form of antelope uh, antlers or horns, I guess you call them. Okay. That's what we got. So, yeah, Which this time horns aren't really antelope is horns this aren't be like bone. A mat number two sort of thing. No, this has this <laughs> is like part of the skull cap. And yeah, the, I'm not yeah, happy about the, the, the number are. two you guys are showing. You know, we got Kevin number two now. Matt number two right. apparently. <laughs> Oh, there's a Mad number two? Did I miss that? Well, it's like an evil universe sort of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> I just grew a full beard. Kevin always has a goatee, but I have mine in the evil universe. So, you know. Yeah. Like Spock. So. 
Oh, guys, we thank you. We everybody. are in the darkest timeline. <laughs> we, we, we thank all you guys for, for listening. We really do. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's always great having you here. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show and enjoying the interviews and showing some love to all these people. As you heard on this one, um, Catherine Mary Stewart is going to be out at Flashback Weekend in Chicago. You guys should go over and check that out. That's August the 5th. Um, go out there. There's going to be her and a couple cast members from Night of the Comet, so really good time to go out there and and uh, meet up with them also there's some really cool people at flashback weekend this one so wish we were close enough we, uh, and had had a little more time we'd probably go we uh we have some connections out in chicago but uh we just don't have time Chi-town. yeah we love it out there it's great so yeah. we've had a lot of fun in chicago so mm-hmm. um, once got stuck in traffic there that's pretty much my connection hey i got really bad food poisoning there too if uh why if, i don't eat deep dish pizza <laughs> matt you're killing me <laughs> Right. <laughs> I wanted to join in, guys. <laughs> if we, uh, if we, um, if we, God, I swear to God. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. If we, uh, play a promo on the show or we talk about another podcast, um, it's because we think they're good people. Yes. And we do recommend checking some of them out just because they show us some love and support. We like to show them the same. And honestly, right. their their casts are fun, and we most of us on this show are also listeners. We're also podcast listeners, so we mm-hmm. like to uh, tell you about shows and shit that we get into. So uh, please go check out you know any promos or just check them out. You know if you don't want to keep listening, you don't have to keep listening, but you should because we told you to, and you guys love us and we love them. We don't know why you love us, by the way, but we thank yeah. you for it. And uh, uh, along the lines of promos, have we mentioned the All the Right Movies podcast? Yeah, I mean, we have before, yeah. Have you been listening yeah. to them? Yeah. yeah I actually listened to the Back to the Future and the Shining episode. Those guys too. are hilarious, man. Uh, yeah. All the right stuff. movies, they're, they, they're a great show. They just talk about movies. There are a couple of guys over in the UK, and they are pretty freaking funny. I've listened to a few of their episodes now at this point, too. Um, I really, of course, love their, their uh, Shaun of the Dead episode. Uh, they have a lot of fun talking about that one, and and it's fun because that's one I'm listening to tomorrow. They throw a lot of you know British terms out, and it's just fun to listen to. And uh, every once in a while, they have they have thick accents, so every once in a while, I'm like, I don't know what they said, but they said it cool. So who cares? Yeah. They use British terms like metric system, ooh, and lift and uh, lorry. And, no, they say cool and shit they say like aluminium. Yeah. They say yeah. cool shit like. Took the piss out of him, you know, stuff like that. And, and, oh, I say that all the time. Fish. Bob's your uncle. Like, yeah. that's, that's as American as apple pie. I'm going to take the piss out of this shit. That's, that's what I do. What? <laughs> Sounds like a weird filtration really, system. Yeah, it's really I'm going to take the piss out of this shit. <laughs> it's like when Matt and I worked for Colaguard. That's how we make um, the Cincinnati water, yeah. Matt. Oh God! You are no longer right. you are no longer allowed to talk about anything Cincinnati related after you said your new nickname was Cincinnati Chili and then explained why. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brown, wet, and something. Uh, Brown, wet, and delicious. <laughs> then you said may also give you diarrhea. <laughs> was another follow up to that. You said that. No, no. Matt yeah, you said, said that. that. 
I'm never going to be besmirch the name of Cincinnati Chili. That's like you talking about Kansas City ribs, man. Oh, yeah. oh God, we're not getting into this again. We're not. Though. We've had this discussion. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. You know right. what we're going to do? We're going to wrap this ba- this baby up, and we're going to let you guys go because we love you. And we what Cincinnati Chili oh tastes God. like on Kansas City ribs? Mm, like, I try. I could actually do that right I now. I have it. some skyline. I oh, it. there we go. Mm. Whoop, there it is. I mean, I would of course yeah. eat it. It doesn't matter. And that's where I lost everyone. No idea what happened, but that's okay. We were going to wrap up the show anyway. Hey, guys, thanks for coming out and listening. We appreciate it. Please check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on TikTok. Uh, And I think it's all we got. But you know what's going to happen this week that never gets to happen on this show? I'm going to count it down, and it's going to time out beautifully. We appreciate you guys coming. And until next we speak, remember to always stay awesome.
I would like to record show the show again, not this Friday, but the following one. Okay. All right. Um, For so, what? So to just actually record. Just to do an episode? Yeah, okay. right, regular episodes. Uh, I didn't know if you meant like, let's re-record an episode that we did that didn't do very well. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I thought too, but. Like, know, well, I haven't listened to it. It might not be as bad as I think they are, but, yeah. but I'm a little distracted yeah. a lot, so it kind of happens. 